Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 68, can't believe we made it this far. Big Ron Parlow, my best friend here in the whole world, Dusty Hanshaw. And whole today, wide world. Whole wide world, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram, stick around, It's Just Bodybuilding. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. And just in the like 10 minutes we were setting up here, I got a bunch now of new ones that I didn't go over. So now I'm like, you know, You're gonna have a panic. Yeah. No, it would be funny. So here's just like, this is just, you know, just like, it hasn't even been up for like, <laughs> I was going to say, I going to say, I saw, I put mine up after I saw yours. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to do that. Yeah, it was a little late going up, and yeah, plus the DMs, right? Some people they see the thing, and they DM. Yeah, and they send you a question. Yeah, I had that recently with well, uh, my white trash like, friend. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a whole bunch in the DMs, and it's hard to go back and forth all the time on the show. Well, these bitches are used to sliding into your DMs, there, Ron. Right, right, That's right. That's what that is. Greasy DMs. Mm. So uh, remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, hit the bell. Do your part to make the world a better place. You know, you want to see episode 69. We need this. Yeah. 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 Whether or not we get renewed all hinges on the performance of this episode. We hang by a thread every fucking week. So we got uh, good reviews on Jamie. Everyone liked the Jamie episode. A lot of people tell me they they thought he was a great guy. They're big fans of him now. That's what a few guys at the gym said. I dig it when people don't know, like somehow don't know them. And then, because I got a lot of feedback, they went and looked at his page, like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah. Or, or they, they, or they, they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy. I've seen him on Instagram." But then they watch the inter- interview and they're like, "Fuck, he's cool," you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always good, you know. Doing what we can, giving people exposure. That's right. We're just we're handing the mic, man. We're handing. are giving us exposure. Who are we joking? We like to pretend yeah. that we're helping. They're helping us. They're helping us. Where are we I starting, Dusty? People, I have a lot of people that want us to get Jose back on, by the way. So I'm all over that. I, I think that Jose deserves to be a repeat guest. In fact, um, you know how, like, Letterman had Regis Philbin as, like, his emergency guest? Yes. Jose like, whenever, could be our emergency guest. Yeah. I'm like do Regis, something real quick, Ron. Yeah, like, is, you know, the Kelly and Regis show? They, whatever the fuck they call it, is that the Kelly and Regis show? Yeah. They shot it. They shot it like just down the hallway from Letterman. So if he ever had someone cancel, like, oh, Tom Cruise missed his flight or whatever the fuck, they just he'd just go, hey Regis, you want to do five? You want to do seven minutes in segment two? <laughs> just walk him down. Yeah, just walk him down. So that could be Jose. You know, or, or you, I'm, uh, trying, I'm trying. I'm trying. To show I'm trying. Hey, buddy. hey, listen, we're on the show right now, and I needed to know yeah. if you can do another episode of It's Just Bodybuilding with us. The fans demand it. The fans demand it, of course. Of course. See, guys, we got it done. I just called Jose. He's on the phone. Yeah. We're, you're live right now, boss. Oh, what's up, people? <laughs> so, ask, so good. Ask, ask him what Monday works. Get him, what, get him what, booked. What Monday works for you? Can we do next Monday? Yeah, let's do next Monday. Sold. All right, I'll shoot you the details when we're off of this show. But it, I got three threatening messages, and I'm like, I got to do this now. This is crazy. <laughs> I, I trust me. 
They had no choice. They were like, listen, get your roommate back that you've never actually lived with and get him on the show. Exactly. It's hard for them to comprehend that we didn't live together. I want him to be my Regis and see what he says. Hey, listen, we want to utilize you as our Regis so that any time we have a guest that maybe doesn't pull through, we're like, oh, fuck, we got to call Jose and get him in our segment, you know? Anytime, anytime. I love it. Done. All right, we're doing it. I will. Uh, I'll text you when we're done with this shit. But this is an emergency. I had to take a shot that you might actually answer your phone and wouldn't be working. So this worked out, champion. You know, you know our rules, Dusty. We don't call too often. So when there's a call, we have to answer. It. <laughs> it's a fucking emergency. <laughs> he thought there was like a missing limb, or you're in the hospital. <laughs> you thought something was on fire, but it was just this. I, I, I pulled the. I, I broke glass in case of emergency for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. See ya. All right, good. I got it done. See, we go. some things are done in a random way with me. I don't know. See, who who says we have to do the prep for the show on our own time? We could just do the prep for the show <laughs> on the show. That, that was this the most episode. dusty move I've ever done. This episode <laughs> is all about planning next week's episode. Exactly. Okay. You guys are welcome. Now, now yeah. they already know who's coming because time management. You guys are welcome. This was, that was a genius move. You know, so there I forgot about that. Jose is right. And, you know, this is true. Like, I don't call people. Like, he probably oh. thought I was dead. No. No. Yeah. Like if <laughs> he's if nearing I, death, if the phone rings, <laughs> if I see Dusty Hanshaw on my phone, like and it's vibrating, I'm like, oh, fuck, like. Someone is like, there's a big story, just big bomb just dropped. Something's going on. Yeah, that's the same. I do the same with Aceto. If Aceto calls me, I pick up. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm like, this I, is a good story. I got to get this. Aceto FaceTimed me and um, I answered and he's, he's in his car with his mask on. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I'm, I'm in the car, but I have the mask on so the Rona doesn't get me. <laughs> It won't get me in the car. <laughs> Definitely, if he doesn't have, if he has a mask on, it won't. No, for sure, it's not getting me in the car. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> dead. I love that. No, I did that once too. I had he called me one time. I was with my accountant, and I took it right then and there. And I had him on speaker, and my accountant's losing it listening to the stories. And I hang up the phone, and he goes, "Who the fuck was that?" I was like, "Oh, that's Chris. He he does my nutrition." He goes, "I knew it was going to be funny when you answered it and left it on speaker." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he and him in his office. This guy doesn't even follow bodybuilding. He's still got to kick right, out. Right, right. But he still sounds funny. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. So what's uh, what's going on with the uh, double knee replacement? Uh, you know, everyone knows um, you're uh, you're you're doing a little babysitting right now. Well, I call it nursing because nursing. You know, I'm not a, yeah. Well, and I'm not a doctor because there's no shots required. Right. So, I mean, I'm a doctor to myself, obviously, but not to her. I'm just a nurse. Um, okay. Yeah. And a dog walker. Yeah. But yep. no, so she is uh, a champ. So double knee replacement on Tuesday. Yep. Gave her a walker and came home same day. Yep. Uh, used the walker that night to get into the house, get back and forth to the bathroom that night. The next morning, she's like, this is a pain in the ass. Can you get rid of this thing? And I was like, Sure. Put it in the garage. Walker's been retired. Now she's just doing her normal thing. It took uh, three days before she started working again. Um, so now I'm really just there because uh, I was helping with the ice. 
which has those machines that you put the ice and the water in and they filter the cold water through uh, your knee and stuff like that. So I was replacing those and I'm really just there to, uh, A, walk the dogs because she has a pit bull and it would not be good for her to, him to be dragging her ass around. And then uh, B was uh, the ice and drug delivery. Yeah. And I go to the store. She can't drive her car. So it's, yeah. uh, but it's been easy. In fact, the biggest difficulty is the dogs because my dogs are puppies so they don't stop playing and i have all three of the dogs in the bed with me so she's solo in her room and those freaking dogs they'll wake up at like you know me i don't sleep anyway so i'll finally be out and then randomly don is like i'm gonna fight the pit bull right now <laughs> in bed with dad it's awesome so yeah mm-hmm. good times but no it's uh, it's been smooth sailing i can't i knew that she was tough but i'm like Okay, no tears, and you're walking. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was. It was that definitely is an interesting. Yeah, I would not be the same. I consider so, myself not nearly that tough. So, how are the dogs getting along? You got the you got the what the forty pound pit bull. He's seventy six pounds. Seventy six pound pit bull. Yeah. And then you're two small dogs. So how are they doing? But they're awesome. Well, they've uh, so both of them because I'm always we hang out all the time so. My dogs have known her since they were puppies, so he just he's good with them. They like if you heard them, you would think that dog's gonna eat those little bastards. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I'll send I'll send Scott. I actually have a video I'll send Scott to put in the episode to show. It's dude, they they fucking brawl. It's hysterical to watch. And then eventually the pit bull gets tired and just puts his paw on them. Right he down. He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Plus, with them being so well trained now. I walk him on the leash and they don't need one. Yeah. So they just walk with me and come back and it throws people off when they see them because they won't leave my side and they you see other people with dogs and they're like looking at him like they won't move. You're cool. Right. They're worried. The dog they're on a leash is a bigger yeah. issue than mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Are you just constantly reminded that it was money well spent? Like, is that how you feel? You oh, just, hell yeah. No, like, yeah, that's it's yeah. not even remotely close. Like just basic, basic things. Um, make it easy. Like, I mean, her dog is a great dog, but I'll say, Hey, Jax, come here. And sometimes he'll look at me and go, eh, I'd rather not. And he doesn't move. Like for mine, it's nothing is optional. You tell them to come, they come, you tell them to sit, they sit, you know? So it's, it's just literally there. They desire to please. So once they know that that's what you want, you're good to go. Like the other night I took them out at like three in the morning and, uh, I got out there. They have their e-collars, which vibrate. And uh, I got out there, and I realized after about 20 minutes that I didn't bring the remote. And they were st- I didn't realize because I wasn't using it. I right. was telling them what to do when they're coming back and forth. And I'm like, you don't want to do that because it's actually good for them to have the reinforcement all the time. But it's right. nice to know it isn't necessity, you yeah. know. So, And I haven't had them back yet for uh, any backup sessions. I just work with them every day. So... And then, of course, in the gym, it's nuts because people are blown away. Like Donna goes to the gym a lot because she likes it. But um, she will literally see you can be deadlifting or someone will be, you know, cleaning and dropping the the uh, dump bumper plates from the sky. She doesn't even move. She just lays in her little spot until I tell her she can move again. So, yeah, when I first did it, I was like, all right, 4,000 a dog seems pricey. Then I mapped it out for how many years they'd be alive. I was like, oh, it's not bad. Now I would have paid double. Yeah. Like it's so there's not, there, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I, I'm, I'm thinking here of expensive things 
that everyone says is are worth it afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one that I just had this conversation with was uh, I was uh, talking to two people who who had LASIK eye surgery. Yep. And they were saying, man, I was really worried about it before and thought it sounded expensive. And then afterwards, I would have paid fucking double. And it's the best thing I ever spent thousands of dollars on. And I I would never hesitate ever again to do it. Like they just, yeah. you know, just nuts about it. <clears throat> so I don't know. It's funny. You know, it's when you're dropping, what's it? Five grand an eye now? Yeah, no, it's I, I got my mom's done years ago. Uh, I think it's actually come down a little bit in the States. Yeah, okay. But I got them done a few years ago, and she said the same thing. Like, as soon I mean, like, within a couple of days, she was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, it was, I don't know, like, four or 5,000 bucks I spent. And I mean, I could tell by her reaction, it was money very well spent. <laughs> Some things are worth the money. I always say this. I buy no-name brand oatmeal. Right. But I get the good vegetables. <laughs> See, I, I totally back that because I tell people that all the time. It's like because I'll say something and I and I know what I mean, but it's like to me, some things are a waste of money and then some aren't. Right. And it's yeah, just yeah. what you're willing to waste your money on. Yeah, because you know, exactly. I'm the same way. Like there's certain like to me to buy a two hundred dollar pair of shoes is asinine. I'm like, right. what? I can get chucks for 50 bucks. Right. And they're fine. And they're good enough. Like, I don't know. They're, there's nothing to them. They're, they're fine. You know? And someone's like, yeah, but these new LeBrons or Jordans are three. I'm like, they're 300 fucking dollars. And I'm not cool to begin with. Right. Like, right this is not going to help me. Right. <laughs> right, right. But then you'll, you'll drop 500 bucks on a fucking beard lotion. Yeah. yeah there would be something stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I spent 1800 to fix my watch. <laughs> It wasn't to buy it. That was to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got I got plenty of farmer and Scotsman in me. <laughs> there it is. Right. There's plenty yeah. of Scotsman in me. But there's also like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Sometimes you might think I am, though, when I buy. The, I'm like, I, I remember the other day I went to the store. I was going to get some more uh, craft dinner. You know, my favorite. And they weren't on the usual sale, ten for ten. They were a dollar twenty nine a piece. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get them that day. I have You're to like, hold my ground. Fuck, who do you think I am? I buy this stuff by the case. They should give me the, that price all the time. I know that's just so funny. Twenty nine cents. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I didn't. Yeah. I'm like, you tell somebody that they're like, You're an idiot. You know that, right? Yeah. Look, I look. <laughs> No, I know. I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way, just different things, you know? It's like, uh, you know, uh, I I literally spent, I, I spend no money on anything. And then, you know, bike next to you. yeah, and then I just like, oh, I'm going to build a bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped three grand on a bicycle <laughs> real quick. I'm like, oh, okay. It makes me happy, you know? But yet I'm using like this mutant shaker is like disgusting. I'd probably throw it away. Yeah, and, and I they get wouldn't them give you another one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I should be living like on, I should be using new shakers weekly just to like, you yeah. know. You should not let the, the logo smear if you're going to be using it for Instagram. Right. I mean, that's right. the key. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Are we going to get some of these cues here? What's going it. on? Let's do it. Um, fuck, man. I got a ton. Like, this one went really well. Let's I don't do even it. know where to start. What's, uh, what's, okay. Do we go oh. that route? Do we go that route. <laughs> so are we going there right now? <laughs> it's always, it's, it's, uh, what are we doing out of the gate here? 
Okay, do we, let's do a training one. Yeah, a tra- training one? We already did that. That was last week. So you oh, want to- training. I thought you said tranny. My bad. Oh, a tranny one. <laughs> that was two weeks ago. <laughs> we already did that. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, I had a lot of people comment. They're like, man, Dusty just hit you with the trans question, eh? <laughs> just flying just right in the face. <laughs> I knew you were ready. Okay. Okay. How underdosed are underground labs compared to prescribed tests? How much do they vary in your experience? Straight to the drugs. Start with drugs. Thing. So I, I have only used um, one source of underground, and uh, it is very, very, very reliable. So I don't have any ground to, to kind of hang with, but I do know through clients that I've had clients go on things and maybe like, Hey, I don't think your shit's real. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then, and you know, we've had, we've had this conversation about another person we know who did the same thing. It's like, well, do you have anything in your pantry that you know is real? Yes. Okay. Take that. And then they immediately change. So some of the undergrounds are crap. I think what bugs me about that is making the gear is cheap. So you're literally talking about, they're not saving money. They just can't get the raws. Because the bottle of test you guys are buying costs about four bucks before they label it. Right. You know, so it's it's a little insanity to me that the, that the shit is out there. Like, I get it with growth and things like that. I'm completely blown away when somebody gets underdosed tests. I'm like. Yeah. If anything, I've seen a lot of lab lab results where a lot of the underground test was actually overdosed. Right. Because it's so cheap to make that they want their product to be, you know, good. They want people yeah. to be like, oh, this stuff's really good, you know? And they can, and then they maybe they make up for it on like the Primo and they underdose right. Primo. Right? <laughs> These are the things that cost a little Yeah, more. the stuff that's expensive, they underdose that, but then they actually overdose the test because that's like the most common thing people buy. So the brand has like a good name, you know? And let's be honest, who's gonna notice if their Primo's underdosed? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're taking their test with it. This, right. They're on fucking up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So they can get away with a lot of that shit. So, um, yeah, the, the key is, is man, some of this stuff, I, people send me pictures, of, p- pictures of stuff. And I just think, holy fuck, like you're injecting something that has a wizard on the label. <laughs> I always think too, though. I mean, even down to just, <laughs> listen, that's a hell of a, although illegal, it's a hell of a business. Oh, it's crazy. So business. to me, it's like a, a company who I can, I think I can trust has a nice label, has a nice box, has a nice hologram. Like they did their homework to make their shit look good. If I see all of that, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot safer. Um, because that's the other thing is <clears throat> you're also just trusting that what's in the bottles, what's in the bottle, <laughs> like as in what's on the label, you right. know? And I know I've run into that with uh, female competitors where they'll they'll start their Anavar and I'm like that's not Anavar. Yeah, you shouldn't have gained six pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good news. Stop using whatever that is because it's definitely not what they said. Yeah. And move forward. You know. Yeah. So exactly. the the more of the story is if you can get uh, if you can get American quality stuff at a higher price, everything you can get that way you should. Yep. You know, Pharmaceutical and, and, grade is all is but you know it's funny when I was actually competing. I, I didn't have as much money. So it was like, <laughs> I was you were broke, you know, <laughs> and now that I'm like, you know, 
years removed from competition and I'm, you know, more into business and doing other things like now I could afford like all the best drugs, but I don't right. take them. Yeah. Now you don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't take any of them. Now so it becomes a second home. <laughs> you know, I used to see a real box of GH would be like, oh, like slobbering. And now I see it and I'm like, oh, good for you. Right. Like, like you know, yeah. like, I don't want using. it. Yeah. What would I do yeah. with that? That's yeah. funny. Well, if I got a, yeah, that's what, what would I do? Two I use a day, but I'm not going to spend the money on that. I'm fine. Here's a good, okay, your turn, Dusty. Your turn. You have a good one. Go ahead. I want to hear it. I'm still scanning. I'm, I'm in the moment here. Ooh, that's a big one. Well, it says, it says pick one, but there's many we could mention. Uh, I'll expand the question a little bit. So the question is, if you could pick one guest to go on the Joe Rogan experience, who would you pick? Who do you want to see on Joe Rogan? You know, is there someone that you'd love to see on that show? I, I love his show. He's great at it. I love how he's such a, he's like a legitimate fan and he's super curious about everyone. So he asks good questions. Right, and he so doesn't, you know what I mean? I would, I, I would have a Cito, but because I know him on levels far removed from bodybuilding, um, I think that the, like I had somebody ask me the other day, what is the, uh, what what was the greatest thing that uh, Dante and Chris ever taught you? And my answer was, well, neither one of the things I learned from them had anything to do with bodybuilding. Right. So I would have Chris on, and it would it would cover the gamut because it's Chris. He goes back and forth. But I think that the uh, the people would be blown away at the depth uh, of Chris because he he simplifies himself intentionally. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Like I remember when I found out about his real estate business, my version of owning some properties and his was substantially different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to put any more information out there than that, but just say substantially different. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Chris, Chris uh, inspired me in a lot of ways too. just how he handles everything, how he handles. One of the things that Chris really, uh, rubbed off is just how well he moves on. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Show's done. When's the next show? Like, yep. you know what I mean? Let's go. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's all about the kind of the forward, forward, forward. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's when you're working with a guy like that, it's, you know, and he's, he's done. Like he's, he's on. He's on, he's moved on. He's got 10 other Olympia people he's got to get back to. And you never, you never see him getting back to other people. Yeah. Like when you're with Chris, he's with you. He's not on his phone. Mm. Like he's like with you. And then you realize he's got, you know, what, 30 top guys and they all feel the same way. Yeah. So it's like no. crazy, you know, time management, stuff like that. Pretty cool. Plus, um, I remember like this is his side gig. Yeah, that's the funny thing. He's like a full-time Olympia prep, Olympia level prep coach who's part-time. Yeah, because he does. I mean, he, he. I asked him. I said, "Man, you, your wife must hate this shit." You know, because he's gone and the kids are home. And he says, "No, this is what keeps her sane because it keeps me sane. This is my break from work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh, okay." Yeah, he legit. He legit works 18 hours a day. I bet. Oh yeah. No, because he, he'll text me at, you know, very odd times because he knows I'm the only weirdo that's up. And I'm always thinking, what are you doing up? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he responds instantly every time I text him. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. You know? <laughs> Who's yours? You didn't answer. Who's yours? Well, you only gave us one, so you said Chris. Anyone else? No, yours. Who's your guest on Rogan? I know. I'm giving you a chance to throw a few more out there. No, I want you to hit it. No, no. I'm doing one. That's it. One. So, I I mean, so there's I'm a pushing few. back today. I'm on There's one. a few. So, I, I'd love to see The Rock on that show. He's not our guest. What are you talking about? No, it said if you could pick a guest to go on Joe Rogan, who would it be? Oh, I thought you meant like one of our guests. Oh, Just no, anybody? no. See, I thought your Aceto thing was out of everyone in the world because that would still be a good episode. Yeah, I would still do it, but geez, I was just going with our guests. Oh, I thought you were just giving Chris hype props, you know? Man, that would be hype props, but I would still yeah. have him before The Rock. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Back to your answer. I've rudely interrupted three times. No, that's okay. I think The Rock would be an awesome guest on there. Um, because I think Joe would ask a lot of the right questions. Right. And, um, I mean, shit, I'd love to see Dave Grohl on that show. I'm a huge fan of, of, you know, he'd be an awesome guest. You know who Dave Grohl is, Dusty? No, did you see my face? I did the dog thing when my head turned. Who is this? He's like a rock god. He, uh, was the drummer for Nirvana and then he's a lead singer, guitar player for Foo Fighters. Yeah. See, nothing. Yeah. He's just like. Dave Grohl's like kind of like the nicest guy in rock history. <laughs> he's like uh, everyone loves him. He's he's a you know he's a brilliant musician and and he would have a million awesome stories because you know that's what you want to hear is like the awesome stories. Right. Um, he'd be a great guest on there. And uh, damn, who else would be good on Rogan? I'm thinking someone from the bodybuilding world. Maybe he was great with Dorian. That so was an like, awesome. Interview. Give me someone from bodybuilding. Hmm. Do you think? Okay. Why doesn't well, Jay would? Be oh, great. Jay would be great. Jay would be great. Do you think? Because I, I give Rogan so much credit for how great of a interviewer he is. Yeah. Um. Do you think he could actually get an interview out of Kai? Oh. Well, yeah, he could, because he's he's. I've seen Joe like pull interviews out of difficult guests. Right. And I've seen him handle spacey, trippy people. And Joe's actually kind of into that too. Like if you get spacey and trippy, he'll just go, oh, here's where we're headed. And he'll blaze on air. <laughs> I love he's like, oh, we're going that route, huh? <laughs> oh, like, like 20 minutes. If Joe's smoking a joint 20 minutes into the podcast, it just it means he's literally given up control of the, that episode of the show. And he's like, oh, OK, this is just going to be a could be anything. And he's just going to smoke a joint and then just let the episode just fucking nosedive if that's what happens. Or it could turn out to be just a wackiest, you know, and you, it's always funny because you read the comments and you'll see comments like that. Like, oh, you could tell Joe gave up at like 27 minutes. You know, fucking, and, you see a white towel come down and a joint get rolled on top of it. <laughs> He's like, all right, here we go. No, oh, I, I asked because um, so, so Kai was on Gary V once and I got super amped because at the time I was really big on Gary and um, it was terrible. And it was yeah. painful to watch because it was like he didn't want to answer questions. And I was like. Oh, and I mean, to be honest, I was thinking to myself, what a, what a missed opportunity. 
Um, so yeah, I was just curious because I like talking to Kai one on one. I've always really enjoyed, and I, I don't mind the depth of the rants. I actually kind of dig it, but um, but they're shorter one on one, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that's why I was curious because. Don't you think that Joe, that's what makes his show so good, though, is he's fantastic. At, he makes the show. Yeah, well, there's uh, some of the best episodes are the ones where Joe speaks the least because he gets a good guest who, like, tells stories and stuff. Right. You know, so so there's yeah, he's got some great ones. But it's always funny when one goes off the rails. You know, there's some fucked up ones, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to start paying attention. You know me, like my attention span is the problem. Right. Three right. hours. I didn't even start it. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I would do. Right. I just let it play in the background, you know, and you you, you pick up the, the, the interesting spots of stuff. And you're like, oh, what are they talking about now? Oh, fuck. You Rewind. Know? Rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. <laughs> yeah, I tune in. I tune in. Okay, all your right. turn. We're going right, to go something serious now because I'm sick of this. All right. <clears throat> On your enchilada, do you go with a green sauce or red? Oh. Um, I don't, don't really think I've ever had an enchilada. I don't even really know what one is. I don't pay any attention to Mexican food. I'm not frozen. I'm just heartbroken. <laughs> Ron, come to the desert. Enchiladas are li- Mexican food is life. It's bodybuilding the opposite of it. I, I, <laughs> I, build, I, I build my own burrito occasionally. But that's about that as Mexican like Chipotle? as I get. Nah, we don't, I don't go to Chipotle, but there's like a pretty good place by the gym. They got a good burrito. burrito place. Why didn't you ever take me there? Yeah. Go, it's actually new. Okay. That's this good. year. I was heartbroken for a second there. Oh, no. Well, it's it's a deep question is the key because he's got a valid point. Now, what I'm going to throw him off with those, I actually always get the green sauce on the enchilada. Okay. There's something magical so now, about it. it. Is it spicier or like why is oh, it, it green? It depends. It depends. Peppers I, get the, I get the milder green, but it's got like a little sweetness to it. Uh, and it's also because of, it depends on what you put on the inside. All right. So I like shredded chicken, definitely green, definitely green. Steak, I could go red or green, doesn't matter. Okay. Is so I'm assuming the red is more tomatoey. Or is it? <laughs> it's not tomatoey, but yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. more Mexicany. Look, oh, I gotta like break this down for like my whitest friend. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're officially my whitest friend. He doesn't even eat. I no, I, 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 I've been to Mexican restaurants and stuff, but I've, I've like, honestly don't have much Mexican food experience. Yeah. What's well, where you live? It makes sense. You got, you guys have all the Japanese. Yes. You know? Yeah. There you go. I know you my teriyaki. Su- well. You got the sushi, all that stuff. Oh, here's a good one. I'm going to ask another one. I'm going two in a row because I said so. That's fine. Uh, what ways or suggestions do you have to boost natural testosterone without gear? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm assuming he would count tribulus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Tribulus was like that was a hard hardcore old school one, but I mean it's different. Like a lot of guys still use it. Um, yeah, I remember Gary and Tribulus will do it. I remember uh, using five grams of Tribulus a day when I was off the gear. Right. Um, I remember we were all just taking like Tribulus, but then this like study came out. This is back in the '90s, so I don't remember how good the mm-hmm. study was, whatever. But it said that the only the, you needed between three and five grams to see an effect. So we were all taking like five grams a day. And it was all those Bulgarian tribulus boxes, the little white ones with the purple yep. and pink stripe. Yep. And, and why I go through the best boxes, ones. boxes and boxes of those when I was off. Yeah, no, those are those are the best ones for sure. And then you can also take uh, boron uh, six milligrams a day to boost your free test. That works if you're on gear or off. Um, that, that, that has an effect on SHGB, right? The sex mm-hmm. hormone binding globulin. It drops that a little bit, right? Yeah. Yep. So okay. good stuff. But those are the only two ways I can think about. Yeah, my head. I was also thinking like, um, you know, if you don't eat, uh, you know, your diet can affect your testosterone too. like guys that go too low of fat and don't get any, you know, right. uh, any cholesterol at all in their diet. Like, I, you know, throw some make sure you're getting the building blocks of the hormones, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. I also found that uh, calling your doctor and getting straight testosterone helps. <clears throat> doesn't answer the question at all, but fun fact. Fun fact. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You're up. Okay, I'm up. Um, Man, I got a lot of drug questions today. That's fine. Fuck it. Let's do them. (laughs) Here's one for you. Here's one for you, because I know you're really into this shit. What are good blood sugar numbers to determine insulin sensitivity? So what's, what are too. the ranges you use? What are the ranges you use? I mean, it's person to person, but um, if you're, I don't Typically, want you. Like, what does like, the literature say? Yeah. Like I, I would like you starting a prep uh, fasted at like 70, 80 in the morning. You know, I have guys that come in and they're at a hundred when they wake up. That's a, that's a problem. You know, right. that's, so I think that's one of the, one of the things that some of the, <clears throat> newer coaches could really learn a ton from is if you're having a hard time with a client, that's a very basic test to figure out where they're at, um, is have them taking their, uh, fasted blood glucose numbers. Cause if you have someone a hundred, that's why you're fighting an uphill battle immediately. Right. That's after they've been fasting for however many hours of sleep you're in shit. I mean, and the other thing is, <clears throat> but also understand that those numbers move. For example, um, a friend of mine that just competed always had super low numbers, and he had retired from bodybuilding and came back. And uh, so immediately to come back, it was time to eat. Well, all of a sudden he was in the 90s just from normal food. And he, he sent me his numbers one day. He was like, dude, this is off. And I'm like, no, your body's just figuring it out again. And yeah. literally he changed nothing. He just kept eating. And then within, I want to say, three or four weeks, he sent me his numbers. He was back at 70. Right. You it's know, amazing so. what's going on internally that you can't see. But that's what I, you know what, on that note, I think that this is something that people make a mistake of. Like same reason you do your blood work, same reason you do your blood pressure, same reason you do this. Why do we guess the answers that we can get for sure? Yeah. 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 We have, we have the ability to check things now. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me to not get your blood work done because same thing goes. If you're not seeing something you want to see, even if you think you're healthy, there's more than just health involved as far as live and die health, uh, when you check your blood work, where's your estradiol? Where, you know what I mean? There's, where's your, 
basically all hormones need to kind of be in line with each other. And guys will guess and just start manipulating things. I'm like, you do know for like a hundred bucks, you could get a basic blood panel that would answer that for you. Right. See, I, I feel, I feel, I feel, um, the need to check my blood sugar or my blood pressure often. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm, you know, I, I check my blood pressure a couple times a week and I feel the urge to do it. Like I really make sure I really like seeing those consistent numbers. I'm like, bam, you know, it's fucking nice and steady, you know? So I, I, I know we have the ability to check this stuff now. Yeah. And it's not expensive. So do it. Here's, here's one for you. Yes. What are your strongest three or four lifetime PRs that you're most proud of that you'll be able to look back on and be like, fuck, I moved those weights. Um, okay. I actually answered this in my Q and a, but that's okay. Um, so, so far I'll start with my least favorite. Um, but I was super stoked on, um, I did, uh, four Oh five incline, uh, for nine, two blasts ago. And for me, that's a ton. I'm a terrible presser. Right. So that was a grip for me because, um, prior to that, I want to say within a year of that, my peak would have been four. Right. So it was the bump up that's been good. Um, and on that note, this is something somebody asked me. Jordan Peters actually helped me, and now I'm going to dust that number here shortly. Um, I was still rest pausing everything, and I was kind of stuck. And my strength, I was bumping up a little, but my actual strength on putting more weight on the bar, like a lot more, wasn't there. He got me back down to trusting myself to do like a five rep set, six rep set. So my uh, rep range on my heavy set with him was five to seven, I want to say. Right. And after doing that for one blast, my numbers were shooting up. Yeah. Um, I've just started that again. So I'm hoping to see 455 around that six, seven range. That's in the crazy. Next few months. That's crazy. Um, but that was a tweak. So because a lot of people ask that, that was a tweak he made was just because you're under control, I think it being a weaker body part and my shoulder having had a surgery, I've just always been nervous about going heavier, but it's like, I have a spotter and I don't have a shitty spotter. I have a bodybuilder who knows, like I tell my guys, I want your hand touching the bar. Yeah. Just don't, don't help me, but it does help my brain. Like I'm, I see people all the time. I'm sure they're thinking, well, his hand's touching the bar. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm not a powerlifter. There's a safety (laughs) element at that point. You you don't want any sort of any sort of sticking point happening at all you want them to be able to sense whatever's coming yeah well plus i mean i think it, the big thing is when you're not a power lifter if he steals a pound or two from me oh well you know what right. i mean i know the difference and so do you when someone takes it my other train partner will i used to have to give him shit sometimes because i'm like hey three of those reps were you like right you, you took 30 pounds from me <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. that doesn't work um, and then my, my favorite deadlift so far was, um, I got, what was it? I got 675 for nine, nine. Yes. So that was the, that's my happiest. Cause that, that one, I've, I'm, my goal is 10. I've always wanted to get that for 10, but, uh, we'll see. Hopefully soon. Crazy number on the deadlift, man. Yeah, that, I'm polar, you know, like, I think it's funny. Most people are one or the other and then the true freaks are both. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not both. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, how about, how about you? Did you do uh, what, what? Well, you I mean, none of my numbers can your, your numbers are just crazy compared to mine. All my best lifts were like, you know, I was at my strongest give or take the odd movement. Um, you know, I'd say between 2005 and 2010, 
um, that was, you know, when I was like still growing every year and, you know, pushing, like getting bigger every year. Um, you know, 2009 was when I hit 330. you know, so right. like that was, so from 2005 to 2009, I had like a, a real push in my physique. And those were also when I, I, I looked different on stage those years. I like took a, a move forward. Right. Um, and, and, uh, all my poundages back then would have been probably my best. I know I did five and a half plates, which is what? Five sixty-five. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I did five sixty-five for five sets of five on the deadlift. So, you know, a little bit of like, cause that's when my deadlift was at its highest. I was doing like five sets of five to start my workout. Right. That's crazy. And I got, and I got up to five sets of five with five and a half. So, um, and that was that hard work. Be, that had to be nasty on the last one. Dude. Yeah. It's hard work, man. It was hard. It was a lot of hard work. Yeah. It was a lot of hard work. And, but I never had a crazy, like, you know, 750 for one pull or anything like that. I never tried a single. I don't know. I don't know what the math is on five and a half or five sets of five. Like what could I have singled? It never even crossed my mind, which yeah, I sort see, of, I don't like, believe in those. Cause I've had people do that for me. They'll see my numbers and they're like, man, that means you could do this. And I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> yeah, because I've done I've done low reps before, like two reps. And and there's a huge mental difference that I don't people think people understand of when I go under a weight and I'm shooting for seven. Well, I'm not worried about getting one or three or four. There's a difference when you're like, all right, we're going to try to get one. Yeah, yeah. That's like heavy. Like it's just a different fucking thing. I just don't think yeah. people really credit the fact that how different that is. But what's funny to me when when somebody asks these numbers, you know, what's crazy is. The things that impress me the most, like that I'm most proud of, that people would be like, why did you even say that? Um, <clears throat> like I've gotten into fly pressing now. Right. And I'm using, I did uh, 135 the other day for 12. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a, but the reason I like it so much is I feel it. Yeah. So, and I feel totally safe the whole time. I can dump it at any point. I'm never worried that it, like a freak incident's going to happen, but every rep, I feel the fibers working and the last rep, my, my training partner, Tommy's awesome. He gives me like, you know, seven ounces of help when necessary, yeah, might bump up to eight ounces. And I mean, I'll tell him like, I'll finish a rep. I'm like, that last rep was like the first four, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But those are the ones that I'm most excited about is when I can feel it. That's why my squat numbers, they were strong. Um, but I would never even talk about it because I didn't feel like they did shit for bodybuilding. I have wide hips. I have a huge ass. Like, yeah, I can power up a ton of squats. They were completely useless for my physique. Right. The people yeah. ask all the time, like, oh, you're not a good squatter. I'm like, I'm a great squatter. Right. It just doesn't help me. So I prefer to get on a Smith machine with 500 pounds and put my feet under me and just slowly grind them out. And I feel destroyed when I'm done. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I was never a great presser either. My best press of any kind would have been 170 pound dumbbells because they're, they're, they were labeled 160s, but the handle wasn't included. Right. And it's a big long handle for the 160. So it's uh, so 170 pound dumbbells. And I did those on the incline for like 11 really great reps one day. And I got a spot on the 12th rep. Yeah. And meanwhile, your arms are only seven inches longer than mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was like, I remember, I remember it was one of those sets that I, I popped it off. And then when I dropped the dumbbells, I was like, oh fuck, that was like a five rep PR. <laughs> right. And then I never, 
and that was at my peak body weight. And then I never moved those for that many reps again. That was like the strongest ever I was on the incline. <laughs> I tell you when, when Jose and I were in Germany one trip, remember that underground gym that we went to and trained? Yeah. I trained yep, back yep. with his area. So also, her, yep. uh, yeah. So he and I went there a couple of years before that and we were filming for MD and, uh, we were just grabbing dumbbells. Nothing was listed. I didn't know what anything weighed. So Jose hands me, he does, he grinds out a set with these heavy dumbbells. And I was like, oh, I could probably do those. So I have to, my left shoulder, I can't kick up to a shoulder press and I don't do dumbbells anyways. So Jose helps get it up for me. And I get like, I don't know, six or something. Who cares? The number doesn't matter. I remember I said to the camera, I was like, that's not bad for me for one thirties. I couldn't believe it, you know, cause I had kind of done the math. Some dude messed me. He's like, those were one fifties. I was like, that's oh. why they're heavy. <laughs> I would not have tried to pick those up had I known they were 150s. It was yeah. one of those things where truthfully, like, because I, I didn't do them. If he just said, oh, these are 150s, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, oh, I wasn't as strong as I thought I would be, but it wasn't terrible. <laughs> that was, that's that's a, such a classic gym, that place. Oh, God. I wish people could see it just so they could understand, like, the hardcore nature of this gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the be- the bare bone minimums. Okay, you're up, buddy. Oh, ooh, this is an important one. I like when people get to the shit that matters. Pie or cheesecake? Pie. What pie? Well, yeah. So, um, what cheesecake? I'm That's just saying, ooh, ooh, he throws it back. <laughs> I'm just saying if there was like a guess, like if, if you had two, he said, hey, there's two covers here. One has a piece of pie, delicious piece of pie, homemade from scratch, like still warm. And one has a piece of cheesecake. Which one do you want to gamble on? I'd be like, I'll take the piece of pie. Nice. Because if it turns out to be lemon meringue pie or apple pie or pumpkin pie. Yeah, there's many pies that would make me happy. Strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm-mm-mm. I never even had that. That sounds delicious. Yeah, that's a, I don't know what a rhubarb cool. is. It's a garden I, vegetable. I hit with a rhubarb once. Fantastic. Um, yes, it's <laughs> strawberries and steel. Um, <laughs> excellent. Strawberry rhubarb pie. And uh, cheesecake, though, like I like cheesecake, but it's like a little much. Sometimes, sometimes I know this might be fucked up. Sometimes I don't finish a piece of cheesecake. Well, I mean, a cheesecake is a, is a, you're taking something on. Yeah, you're you're. It's like you're putting on a backpack for a couple of hours. <laughs> I mean, uh, the average <laughs> slice of cheesecake is like fifteen hundred calories <laughs> for like a normal slice. Now, in in Canada, is cheesecake factory a thing? No. Okay, so because down here, <clears throat> that's like the that's like the, the big- that's the place that everyone goes yeah. post show. Like, forget about the pie. Yeah. It's just. It's funny. A show finishes. You can always tell who's at a show if you don't even pay attention because anyone who starts popping up at Cheesecake Factory all on the same night, you're like, oh, they must have done a show. Oh, every time I travel for Mutant on a Mission in the States, I always look to see if there's a Cheesecake Factory. Whenever I go to Fort Worth to see Johnny, I go to the Cheesecake Factory, Atlanta, Cheesecake Factory, Vegas. I could actually throw a rock from yeah. where my car is parked and hit the Cheesecake Factory right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that place. And I always get a meal to go too when I'm on the road. I always get a chicken teriyaki and rice to go. That'll be my See, that's what meal. I do. That's what I do for uh, prep or like after a show. I ha- I have a couple entrees and an appetizer, and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat cheesecake. 
now, but I'm going to order some. I'll take one home. <laughs> so around one in the morning, you know, I'll, I'll wake up and knock that down post show just because I'm a good person. My favorite um, chocolate cake in the whole world is that it, uh, they have a giant tower layer yes. chocolate cake. And it's just fucking like it's a challenge to eat it. And it's a lot, man. But that's delicious. What do you drink with that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a big question. You need a gallon right? of water. Yeah, literally. You're like, set me up here, would you? Yes. Oh, that's a good answer. I'm going to give you that one. See, I'm getting all the best questions. Ron, yeah, is yeah, yeah. one box of Kraft mac and cheese enough for you in one sitting? I don't eat Kraft mac and cheese. I think it's disgusting. I know. See, that's why I threw you off because I remember you answered that the other day. I was, I almost deleted your phone number. I was like, I don't no. know if I can be around. I'll leave that to you. I would save it and give it to you next time you come up as a gift. See, that's a giver. That's my a gift. Especially gift since you know they tried to rob me for that 29 cents last time. Yes, yeah, some Canadian craft dinner. I'd, you know what? I'd love to just to see if there's a formula difference. Like if you taste our our mac and cheese, they're like, hmm, yeah, there's a little more salt up here in Canada. Yeah, but you know? see, but it, you know what's funny? Because I call it craft dinner. I guess it's because I played hockey my whole life. I guess that's only what they call it in Canada. People are like, oh, you can tell you're Canadian. I'm like, I'm not Canadian. Oh, okay. See, what I thought was that Kraft Dinner was a brand. That's Kraft's version. And then there would be like 10 other brands of mac and oh, cheese. Oh, it is the brand, but it's the yeah. brand. Like, the brand, yeah. I had somebody try to, like, I mean, I've had multiple people, oh, you should, Velveeta is so much better. I'm like, hey, listen, I was born white trash. We eat Kraft Dinner. We eat Kraft Dinner. We don't yeah, get yeah. this fancy shit with actual cheese. I want powdered cancer that looks like cheese okay that's what i'm looking for here <laughs> i want it to look like a fourth grade science experiment yeah. like all the different things and packages and just dump yeah, them in the water yeah, don't pull this shit on me of fancy <laughs> health this is i want it processed top to bottom when i mean right this shit. right right 100 percent <laughs> synthetic meal for the 100 percent synthetic physique I, see see now that makes sense and i just made a t-shirt good job <laughs> <laughs> okay here's one one person that you would like to break bread with dead or alive not family that's the question sit down and have dinner with somebody dead or alive anyone i want you see how I like really try to think this? And I know you already have an answer because you're a genius with these. No, things. man, it's a good one. This makes me think often. I ponder this question often. It's an opportunity <sighs> to learn from someone from history or just be radically entertained by someone from history. Okay, so here's the deal. And, I, and I'm not – I'm going to give an answer, but it doesn't have to actually be this person. But I would like to sit down with, say – what was his name? Shit. Do you ever see the movie American Gangster? Yep. The guy who created that drug ring, the main character. Oh, okay. So the guy that Denzel plays? Yes. Him. Or someone like him. Or or like the mobsters that started the original casinos. And because here's the thing, like when I look at true story, everyone I know that's great at business um, was doing some sort of shady shit when they were younger. Um, <laughs> it's just a fact because that's the way your brain works. And you can't, when you're 12, you can't necessarily open up a business. But the thing is, is when someone creates, for example, that, that show, there was a, a need for a higher quality drug. And so I get asked this all the time. How do you, what's a great way to, 
what's the best way to know you're gonna have a successful business? It's solve a problem. Right. So this guy solved the problem of how to get the greatest business and he cut out all the middleman that both drove his price up and cut his product quality down. So I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. That's the shit in business that I just like lose my mind with. But I don't want to go talk to some tool that's, you know, I don't want to talk to Bezos. I want to talk to a drug dealer or a kingpin or like, because it is a little different. It's, it's both, both are just as shady whether people want to know it or not. But yeah, that would be who I would sit with because these people have to think so far out of the box. Like I'm fascinated with the fact that have you ever noticed that all this shit and all these COVID restrictions, drugs haven't slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because all the things that slow them down are already paid for. Yeah. Like think about that. Like truthfully, like drugs and things like that, illegal things haven't slowed during COVID. So I'm just fascinated with the fact that they have so many loose ends to tie up, so many people to pay off. I don't know. It would just be fun to hear how they built their little enterprise. Ah, fascinating. I lost 7,000 friends just now. No, no. It's uh, <laughs> business. It's like this kind of opportunity to see into the, like, I don't know. That's an interesting side of uh, civilization. You know, like all the mob documentaries on Well, look at Vegas. On all Netflix. That and the government took detained and jailed people for doing that and then stole the idea. Yeah. Have you seen um, the 76th or the 75th, whatever the precinct is, they did that documentary on? No. That's fantastic. Anyone that's on, I think it's still on Netflix, but you got to check it out. Well, you got to make sure you get the name um, right. Yeah. Let me just check. Old people, this is important for me and you. You need this. Yeah, the 7-5. The 7-5. What yep. is it about? Former New York, Police Department, uh, New York Police Department officer Michael Dowd tells how he and his partner committed a long list of crimes, including running their own cocaine ring while on the job in the 80s and 90s in New York City. Yes, now that's my kind of movie. And uh, they have all the real guys in it, like real guys. Like some of them are out of jail now. Right. So they're like sitting there telling their story. They're like, yeah. I was the hit guy. I popped him. I popped him. I popped him. Like they're just like, like, now they can because it's all done. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you know, uh, just Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, it was a crazy time. It was just these, it was when New York was like just crime crazy and the cops right. were so, uh, um, uh, you know, dirty and, and yeah, it was, a, so the seven five is the, is the precinct that was doing this. Yeah. And it was like, I think he wound up, I can't remember how it ends, but he winds up getting like all these other cops in on it and they're running shit. And, you know, they got eyes on houses. So like the drug dealer leaves the house and they send other guys in to rob the house. Yeah. Take all the money and drugs out of the house. And then yep. they, you know, sell them themselves to other yeah. dealers. It's crazy. Yeah. that makes. That's the thing, though. It's like, I mean, truthfully, and I'm going to get in trouble with this, too, but I just don't give a shit anymore. It's like the war on drugs in the States. There's not a war on drugs. Drugs are necessary. Like, I don't like them. I don't think people need to be doing those things. But the government is not really hammering with everything they have to stop it. No, I don't no. believe that at all. Well, look at Oregon. They just decriminalized, you know, possession yeah. of, of all personal amounts of everything just because it just ties up the system and is crazy. They're going to start looking at it as more of a health uh, crisis than a criminal thing. And now Vancouver 
just proposed, I'm not sure if it went through, but they're voting on decriminalizing all drugs within the city of Vancouver. Right. So, you know, this is the same thing, just taking that off the legal side of handling it and putting it yeah. onto, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. The war on drugs is, is what a huge, massive, colossal failure. One of I'm the not biggest you out, by the way. of all time. I don't think it's failure though. I told you they don't really want to. They don't really want to succeed. Um, you didn't answer though, so you have to on this one because I'm curious. Oh, who do I have dinner with? We have dinner with. I went on a rampage. We got sidetracked. You still have to answer because your answer is always awesome. I I often used to say David Letterman. Right. Um, I grew up watching him. He's interviewed like everyone that's ever entertained me in my whole life, pretty much. You know what I mean? His stories would be nuts. I thought he'd have all the like he'd he'd have you know so many stories. So I used to say David Letterman all the time. Um, hmm. You've got There's, some options now, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I'd go with like a big time historical figure or not. I think I'd go with someone more personal. Right. Like, you know who else would be fucking? I and I hope he would be as maximum weirdness, but uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just like sitting down having a steak with him and him just rambling on about an idea. That would just be crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how those those I did that again the other night. I have to f- find the name now. But uh, I love when I watch a movie and at the end of the movie, you go, who the fuck thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like exactly. and I often feel like those people need to be in jail because the fact that their minds can go there makes me a little uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know that it's in my brain. Like if you ask me, Tarantino's a genius. Oh like, that's yeah, a form of genius. One of the you reasons I mean? why he's so strange and awkward and weird is like he just operates on a different level. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I get. I get. A, you know who else would be good though? Now that I'm just completely all over the place. Imagine. Imagine Elon Musk. Yeah, I found another podcast interview with him that I just watched the other day. Yeah. And uh, he's great, man. He's interesting. Um, what did the guy say? The The guy said, do you think it's inevitable that AI becomes smart enough that it's a danger to humanity? And he didn't even hesitate. He goes, absolutely. There's no question. That would be the end result. We have to be very careful. They're already moving too quickly. Like he were kind of what he said on Rogan, but he was even more like, Oh yeah, we it's this is no longer a joke. I think everybody sees that now though. Like yeah. when you do things, like I love when I get in my car and my car and it knows what time it is. My car goes, it'll be 17 minutes to get to the gym, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't tell you I was going to the gym. I mean, I am, but this is awkward. <laughs> and I've never asked for directions to the gym. I've never, you know right. what I mean? Like I've always known where my gym is. So it's like those little basic things, and everyone knows. Like if I send you a link and you click it, that that's obvious. But Something like that, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Huh, okay, I didn't ask, but thanks, I'm still late, so fuck it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the reason I think it would be great to sit down with him, though, is because I literally think I have the most simple mind in the world, and then his is the other end of the spectrum, so it would be cool to see if I could even keep up. <laughs> oh, you could keep up. I'm like, what are we uh, talking about again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, too, oh, like no. bread with Splenda. Let's see here. Oh, <laughs> I'd take him deep with stuff like that. Splenda on your toast? Yeah. I could Could you imagine that. he would just freeze? He wouldn't know what to do. Okay, here we go. 
What is one thing that you know? Okay, he wrote this backwards. I got to read it. Okay, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started lifting? You can't always just force things with blunt force trauma. Right. You know, I, I, I definitely caused myself some issues and some grief and some delays along the way by being married to certain ideas a little bit too much mm-hmm. and, and taking, I think, and maybe this is an, a type of ego problem. I don't know if you'd use the word ego problem or if it's some other type of problem, but, um, cause I've got many, um, <laughs> there was, uh, I, I, I took how hard I trained, you know, like why I was willing to kill myself in the gym. Mm-hmm. I took that really personally. Right. And I guess that probably served me. Probably it's one of the reasons why, you know, I got as far as I did. Right. Maybe without that, I wouldn't have got as far. But I also think it was like it's a little dangerous too to like take it personally. You know, like I I think I trained maximum intensity actually like if it's possible to say too often, I think I may have succeeded in doing that. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I think another one that I know you and I have talked about before with you, but also with me, is is understanding that sometimes you should go around the wall instead of through it. That's exactly it. You can't you know, so just always bust down the wall. Like if your shoulder is hurting, path. you don't. Yeah, you don't have to do the barbell incline just because yeah. it's what's written on your program. Yeah. Because um, I know that that's something I did for a long time as well. It was like I would feel off um, squatting. Something's a little off, and I wouldn't walk away from it. I would just be like, "Well, I got to beat six seventy five today, so let's do this." Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I survived that without anything terrible. Um, the other thing that I would say, which I think would shock some people, is uh, and I actually do it with clients now, and I think it frustrates them, uh, and I always hope they'll ask, but. Uh, the fastest way from where you are to as big as humanly possible, I don't think is the best way. I think you go fast and then you slow down and then you let your body kind of settle in and then you go up. I think if you talk to a lot of guys in our generation, a lot of us have a line where we started getting bigger and not necessarily better. Right. And I think that that came from that mindset of bigger, 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 bigger. When in reality, you should be also watching as you're getting bigger and going, does it look bigger? Right. Like all the way around, because I look bigger in a T-shirt for sure. But I think if I could have kept my waistline where it was 20 pounds ago and gotten here three years later, I'd look fucking enormous. Right. I know what you you mean. I'm saying because the, the overall look is different. So, yeah, I think that and that's something that I do with clients. I tell them now, all right, I'm slowing you down a bit. Because I don't want to lose sight of those things. And I'll see it. I'll see the midsection start to change or something around those lines. And as much as everyone wants to make it about growth, it's about food. Right. It's jamming the food. And that's why I've implemented fasting and different things like that now is I'm kind of reversing mistakes. Hopefully we'll see how it works. Right. You know? Yeah. I I, I, I find that that's, well, this show and all of our friends, <laughs> um, 
that's sort of one of the probably most common answers to that question, mm-hmm. you know, is just, um, you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. Yep. And I think that every single bodybuilder does a bit of that. For sure. At, yeah, that's a very common thing, probably because all bodybuilders are maybe a little bit insane. So for sure, there's a little bit of that in They're us, good ones. but, but I, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of that. Like, I'm just going to keep squatting five plates until I fucking bust through and my right. legs get bigger and I would measure them and squat five plates, measure them, squat five plates, measure them, squat five plates, yep. you know? And, um, it's like, fuck, I can't get them to grow. I can't get them to grow when, you know, maybe I should have been doing rest pause sets or maybe I should have been doing some clusters or maybe I should have been changing up my exercises or maybe I should have been doing squats last instead, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just remember like I spent many, many years when I, in my youth, yeah. just like I say, you know, blunt force trauma, just smash, 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 you know? Yeah. And that's because that's what, what you should be doing in the beginning though. It's, mm-hmm. that's where things are tricky too. And I know you've had this, uh, I had someone ask recently, why is it if this type of training, like push-pull legs, is the best way to put on size, why is that not exactly what you do anymore? And I'm like, well, that's not the only goal anymore. Right. If I, have, I could go back yeah. to the beginning, to be honest with you, if I could go back to my beginning in bodybuilding, I would have thrown away all of the bullshit. And I would have been like, that's a bar. You're going to curl it. That's a bar. You're going to press it. That's a bar. You're going to squat it. That's a bar. You're going to deadlift it. And that's what you're going to do for the next three years. Right, right. And once you have built a massive pile of something, now we're going to, that's a cable crossover. Right. Well, I guess I was kind of lucky because where the gym I started in and the people that kind of told me what to do. Mm-hmm. I was sort of surrounded by like a lot of old schoolers. Right. So it was, and then, you know, right off the bat, Dorian was my first like kind of role model, like within a year of starting to lift, he was like on the scene. Right. And so I kind of like, luckily goes right down to like, you know, bare basics at an early point, which really mm-hmm. helped, really helped. You know, we were fortunate because of where we were at though. Like, look now at when they jump online and all of the people putting out content, are putting out so much shit yeah that's not really made for them um or i'll be honest with you, like i was i was laughing because when i was doing the two-a-days i was just doing a lot of weird shit because i was letting my body rest as weird as that sounds doing a two-a-days i wasn't well, you know what else dusty you are allowed to have fun and try new things yeah well that's the thing though so when i put them in people were fascinated by them right. you never talk about this stuff you never and, and i'm like well that's not what built me yeah, you know, yeah, and it's it's funny because when I went to a gym, I was telling Thomas the other day, I went to Gilbert Gold's. We happened to train there. It's now an EOS, but it's the first gym I, like, I was a, I was becoming a bodybuilder at. And there were two guys I used to watch in the gym. And what I would do is I'd go to the gym on Monday, and I would literally write down everything they did, and then I would do that on Tuesday. Right. That's yeah. what I would do every freaking week, and that's how I learned how to bodybuild. And then if I didn't know, I'd walk right up. How many sets did you do that? They knew. Yeah. And they'd yeah, be like, this kid, this kid five, paying attention. You know, but now I see kids, I'm over here doing an incline barbell press. You walk over and tell me you want to be like me. And then you're sideways on a goddamn hammer press doing one arm with 36 pounds. And I'm like, what are right. you doing? 
I had a funny question last week on my stories. It was, uh, well, not funny question, but uh, it was um, it was about exercise selection and stuff. And it was the the old thing, like efficiency is so important. How many sets of a 30-pound exercise do you think it takes to equal a 500-pound squat? Right. You know what I mean? Like if you think of the amount of stress you're putting on your body, try to be efficient. That's why the hard shit matters. Mm-hmm. You know, is tell people, well, what, what do you like? These are these. I go, which is harder? Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, those. Okay, we'll do those, you know, uh, obviously. And then I also tell people like what I do now as far as split, rest days, all that stuff, how many sets I do, what I perform, all has to do with like joint integrity and recovery. Yeah. And your manage, why is different. Yeah. Management of all this other stuff, right? So, so yeah, it's uh, changes as you go. But you, you, I think, bottom line, you know, I, I would have kept my head on a bit of a swivel more when I was younger. Right. Yeah, because sure. if you don't look around, you don't see that there's a door. <laughs> if you're smashing <laughs> you're your head against the, the wall, wall. <laughs> and if you just fucking turn your head and look around, there's a fucking door. That's what. Just, hey, that door is open. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, your turn. Uh, yes. Let's see here. Wow, I just keep getting more. So now I'm trying to make sure I get the good ones. Da, 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 da. I have one lined up. Go. What do you hate the most in life? That's all the question is. Oh my God, that's a tough one for me. Are we looking for like a concept, like hypocrisy? I was gonna say because here, here goes me with the same answer: people who chew loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, now, Gerard, give your life-changing death moment. But yes, things that I hate is people smashing anything. Oh my right. God, I can't. I'll say it though. That's the only thing. I can't. I literally like. Are you fucking serious? Don't do that. No. Yeah. You even know that person. No, I don't. But COVID or not, six feet or not, I hear that shit. You know what I can't, I can't handle? Hmm. I just think they're crazy. Like crazy people. People who just put their phone on the floor of the gym. <laughs> I yes. Think, yes. What kind of This makes of me cycle? so happy are you what fucking world do you live in where you want your phone on the floor and then you're going to pick it up in your hand and touch it like so someone walks out of the urinal with piss all over their fucking shoes walks over and then you come and you they walk past the bench and then you put your floor right in their fucking piss your footprint that you need a microscope to see but it's still there and then you do your sets and then you pick your phone up with your hand and you scroll and then you've touched the bar and then you touch your face. Like I, I and then also too, like what kind of risk are you like you're willing to, to, to have someone step on your phone or drop a weight on your phone? I am just so paranoid about my fucking phone. It's in my pocket with the zipper with the glass facing my leg, so nothing bumps it. And I got my headphone cord coming out and it's on airplane mode, and we're just in a little music bubble together. No one's touching it. No one's touching my fucking phone. I want this to be its own segment. I don't even want there to be a show anymore. My phone is not touching anything. I'm not putting my phone on a bench. 
I'm not putting my phone fucking anywhere. That's this my. Is, this is the moment where everyone here found out that there's a little bit of me in you, and you are just as fucked. This is fair. I mean, you are heated right now. <laughs> I watch it all day long at the gym, and I just shake my head, and I'm like, there's two kinds of people in this world, and I guess I'm a minority. I guess I'm a minority. People oh walk God, around I'm crying. They walk up to a hammer machine. They throw their belt down. They throw their bottle down. Drop their phone on the fucking floor. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. It's because it's, because I'm waiting for you to come with this really in depth thing that drives you crazy. <laughs> and yours is as bad as mine. And then when I go to the hand thing at the gym because I hand Sandy all the time, right? I right. go over three full pumps. Right. I go like this. I grab my phone and I fucking wipe my phone, put it back in my pocket if it's out to change music or something. And then I, t- my hands are still wet and I like go all over my water bottle. I'm like, look at you there, just in case. This is I'm I'm learning from you right now. And that's not a COVID thing. This has nothing to do with COVID. Back in February, people dropping their phones on the floor. <laughs> still, mine won't. <laughs> I, I I love that. Did you see that thing I put up the other day? I said, you know, it's crazy. My parents were so far ahead of the curve because I was washing my hands and not touching my fucking face and covering my mouth when I coughed since I was three. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was. A, I didn't know it was a new thing because, you know, what happened I was at a store and there was a sign up like make sure to cover your mouth when you cough. I'm like, we need a sign yeah. for that now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where we're at. We need to tell people that that's no. Oh, Okay, cover your fucking mouth. That seems obvious. I hope I got my feelings out on that one, Dustin. Not at all. I'm not even sure if I – what I'm so happy about, though, is someone's going to put their phone down in the gym today and look at you. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're going to watch people not know what to do with their phone because of you that listen to this show. You know show. what, though? It's not – It's not. there's no hate. No hate in them. No, no, it's I just, get it because – see, because I'll do I the feel sky, like I do the sky anxiety. Job. My anxiety goes up. I think, oh, that person, what are they, look at, like, and then, you know, they'll, th- and it's not even under their bench. It's like off to the side, like other people are stepping over it. Yeah. Like, that's craziness. <laughs> this is, oh, I'm sorry, everyone that's wondering why I think this is so great, but it really is. You guys have no idea. <clears throat> you have no idea. Okay, here we go. Can someone get huge 250 plus on 200 milligrams total of gear? What's the minimum if everything else is 100%. It's a good question, actually. You know what? I would. Absolutely. I I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see someone, you know, I'm always interested to see what would happen if um, instead of like doing their first cycle, someone just went on 250 a week for a year as their like first cycle. Right. Because, you know, let's be honest, 250 is way more than replacement for most people. Especially when you first start. Yeah, I didn't double. start taking drugs because I needed them. Yeah, they like double their natural test. Just be interested to see how much muscle someone had put on in a year of just that. Essentially a low cruise for most bodybuilders. But just do that for their first year. And I, I wonder how much muscle they'd put on with no it'd cycles. Be a, it'd be a ton if they took into account that fact. See, this is something that I... And I know you're the same. Uh, I teach when people come to me, the first thing I like to do is get them off of their shit. And the reason is drugs hide mistakes. Yeah. You have to just see what's wrong. 
So you should be you should be able to put on a ton of size on two hundred fifty milligrams if you don't need them. Um, but it also makes you obsessive because I can tell you when I'm when I first started and, and Dante that's the first thing he did when we started working together. It was like okay, we'll take the drugs out. I think we took them all the way out. Um, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, well, I got to get creatine. I got to get like I went down the gamut of every possible thing that would help me since I didn't have drugs. Mm-hmm. And then I had the foundation. And then you find, even myself, I'll be honest, when you start bodybuilding at a higher level, I have, I'll admit that I let some of those other things go. Right. I don't always take creatine. I don't always do this. In reality, it's like, really? So you took away something that definitely helps. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I think if you do all, if this guy's question, uh, it might take some time because I don't know how big you are, but I mean, when I started bodybuilding, I was over 200 pounds, so 250 would have been absolutely achievable in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and plus, I'm thinking with no cycles, they would have no off periods, so they'd have no crashes. So, like, it's all about the yield, you know? Yeah, like so what you're doing day in and day out. Yeah, that's how the much thing too. Yield? Is it? It's so funny to me that that's the norm now. Like. I just did my first cycle. It was this and this and this. And I'm like, whoa, wow. And people assume you're full of shit, but I'm like 600 milligrams. I was taking a primo ampule right. a week. I mean, granted, I was poor, but still. <laughs> but remember <laughs> now we're also not. all I could afford. <laughs> we're not poor now, Dusty. I was definitely poor then. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, this is this is one of my clients, so I want you to answer this one for me. Um, do you ever get those days? So he's a guy who's always lean, but he needed to grow. He's still lean. Do you ever get those days where you just feel small and fluffy? If so, what do you do? And he's neither, for the record. Yeah. <clears throat> um, nah, I mean, the worst I ever would feel would be like, a little flat or a little watery, but I never, I never used the word fluffy in regards to my own body ever once ever. That was it. I was, yeah, I'm a guy. I don't, I don't say fluffy. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously there's days that, you know, right now with how I eat, things are different now. Cause I expect to be lighter by Friday. So every week, like at the end of every week, I'm always light. Mm-hmm. And so I feel a little flat, right? But when I'm flat, I also notice like my ankles are tighter, and my quads are more separated. Yeah, there's more detail. There's more detail on me because just there's less water on me, and then I like kind of eat on the weekend and go up like eight pounds. So it's just I'm just used to it. But I guess the answer is yes. You know, I I feel fuller sometimes. I feel drier sometimes. Uh, but essentially, I'm kind of within the same weight range all the time. Mm-hmm. Got it. I've got some, I've got some, all of a sudden I'm just finding, uh, solid questions. We're going to go on for days at this point. Okay. I got one. Top three exercises for quad sweep. Quad Uh, sweep. Top three exercises. Okay. So low foot compound movement, anything, um, toes out, uh, like a 45 is key. And also where you press on your feet is key. So you're going to actually push out on the sides of your feet when you do that. Uh, that is any of those is top three for me right there. One, two, three. 
you can make that a leg press, you can make it a hack squat, you can make it a sissy squat. Um, I mean, if I'm going to toss in something that doesn't encompass in that, uh, a Bulgarian split squat also would help a ton with that. I, I tell people that um, one of my old coaches, Scott Abel, he talked about uh, one of the things that he put into my brain that was very, very valuable for, the, for life was find cues in other athletes. Right. So who has crazy quad sweep? Sprinter. Sprint cyclists. Yep. Sprinters. Speed skate, uh, short track speed skaters. Yep. And speed skaters in general. Um, okay. Why do they have quad sweep? There's lots of athletes doing explosive stuff with their legs, but you tend to see more quad sweep on those guys. Well, they're doing super deep. Oh, and Olympic lifters. Yep. Super deep range of motion on all their quad stuff. Right. So their hamstring is mashing into their calf. So you watch the sprint cyclers and their knees are bent like 120 degrees. They're not right. 90. They're fucking bent every stroke of the pedal. Speed skaters, the same thing. Their knee comes right to their chest. And then a speed skater drives out. Yes. Which is just like when you're hack squatting and you're trying to rip the floor apart. Yep. So I was just, you know, obviously he's just, you know, there's no scientific study, but he's saying, like, look at this. Why do all gymnasts have good pecs and nice big horseshoe triceps? They're dippers. Right. They dip, 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 dip. Pommel horse stuff with all the guys. And you see those little 130-pound gymnasts, but they got a perfect fucking horseshoe. Yep. And it's dip, 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 dip. You know, put, going up in the rings, all that shit. I think um, that that's what you got to throw out, though, too. You just said something that I have to jump on is the science. Like, sometimes I want to puke. Yeah, well, they're just, there's just there's no room for a study like that. No one yeah. gives a shit. No one's going to fund yeah. a quad sweep study on Olympic yeah. athletes. But just hey, go we're with not the idiots. obvious the obvious information. Exactly. Like, like just you see, see it. If you see the Olympic athletes arrive at the airport and they all come off the plane with shorts on, you could pick the speed skaters and yes. the, and the, or the, the sprinters next to the, next to the long distance yeah. runners. The guys from Kenya get off the plane and you know they're running fucking marathons. Yep. Right. I mean, there's these people look this way as, you know, that that's why they're elite in their sport is because they have the build for it. And then their body responds to the training. Yes. Right. So. So, yeah. So I tell people go deep, get depth on stuff and try to pull the floor apart. Yeah. I also think on your on your press, on your positive portion of movements explode. Yeah. It might not look explosive because there's 900 pounds on you. But when I'm coming out of the bottom on a hack squat, I'm blasting through the roof in my mind. Yeah, yeah, exploding. Well, that's you know? imagine a, uh, a an Olympic lifter doing a uh, front squat out of a power clean, deep power clean. Their ass is on their heels, and they've yep. got those shoes with the elevation too, so they can get that crazy range of motion and get that depth. Yep. Right. Because they have to be under the bar without those shoes on, with their heels flat, they would be a little forward. Yep. And so they're driving up from the deepest possible quad dominant stance they could possibly take. Yes, as hard <laughs> as they fucking can. And they're jamming hard. So just think about those guys every time because there's a reason they have quad sweep. You know, they have narrow shoulders, Olympic lifters. They're not, it's not like they do a single side lateral. You right. know what I mean? So they have, there's things they don't have any of. And then they have big quads and big traps and, you know. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. 
All right, here's one uh, that I have an easy answer for. Um, most times I second guess my form, never good enough. How do I stop second guessing myself? Take some videos. Bam. Check your form. Take video your stuff and see what it looks like. I mean, I still video the odd set um, where I'll terminate the set due to my form ending. Right. Like I think, okay, my form's going to break on the next rep. I've hit failure like a row or something. Yep. And then I watch the video back. Still to this day, it happens. I'm like, fuck, those were actually really tight. I could have done another rep or something. Yeah, you weren't that done. still yep. happens, right? Yep. And, um, you know, it's also because I might be watching something that day or trying to, you know, focus on something. But, uh, but yeah, watch your videos back. Um, good form on a video doesn't always mean that you're doing things perfectly because there's like wiggle room within good form. Mm-hmm. But good form on a video at least tells you a whole bunch. It doesn't tell what? you everything. But it I think, too, you when you look at a good form in a video, I like to remind people you're avoiding form that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I, you might get a little ballistic on a row, but as long as your back doesn't start rounding. Yeah, yeah, safe, yeah. You have to be lined up in a safe position and you'll be OK. Yeah, you're safe. So it's OK. I'll always go to two reps that are less than. Yeah. But I don't leave those two on the table ever, ever. Yeah. They have yeah. their place, and as long as I'm not rounding, and we do that. Matt and I used to do that because Matt is a is a is a mental case like us. I, I sometimes have to stop him because he'll start. I'll know he's going to go for another rep, and I'm like, done, yeah. done, and he'll stop because he knows. I'm like, I know you're going to go for one more, and it's you might get it, but you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, my my training partner and I, I because he's he's aggro, you know, he's trying to make huge progress right now. So there's the odd time where. I'll be spotting him on like the incline yep. and I'm like, Oh, this is his last rep. Cause I'm right. pulling like, you know, enough that I'm like, this is it. But then, so like the other day I went to pull the bar back and he was like, no, I want one more. And he, he started going down and I was right. like, well, I guess we're doing one more. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to decided. Yeah. But then I was like, fuck, it was a negative essentially. And fucking, yeah. I got it off him. And then he laughed after he's like, Oh yeah, you, you totally had that upright row. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Not always bad, but yeah, I like to do that. I'll do the communication. I'm like, last one. I'll tell them. <laughs> what are your what are your go-to pizza toppings? You ready? Yes. M- margarita pizza. That's what I get every time. You know this. <laughs> if, I'm, if, if it's yeah. not a margarita pizza, then I get cheese. Oh, okay. You just like yeah, cheese pizza. I don't okay. do yeah, I don't do any toppings at all, so I'm very boring. Okay, I'm all protein. I don't do anything else on my pizza, so I'll do like steak and you know ground beef and chicken or ham and beef or you know right. something like that. I but I don't put anything but meat on my pizza. That's yeah, like we a, did, well, obviously you know we do the cheese on the or the chicken on the margarita. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes without okay. saying in my brain. <laughs> Okay. They're so disappointed in that answer from both of us, just so you know. No, that's that's funny. You're a classy guy, Dusty. Keeping it simple. Well, you know. I'm also know. just boring as shit. Could be that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, here you go. You can you can define this for someone. What is a cluster set? Oh, so I've seen a lot of different cluster set patterns written out. And um there seem to be like three main ones that I see circulate around, but then I don't really pay that much fucking attention to what everyone's doing. So I'm not really sure, 
But uh, when I tell clients to do a cluster set, um, it's either three rounds of eight with 20 seconds rest mm-hmm. with the same weight. And you're trying to, I mean, the, the, you know, they're a little tricky when you first start doing them because you, mis, you misjudge the weight right. um, all the time. But you're trying to get it so that it's like eight, eight, and then like a brutal eight that maybe you need to spot on for a couple reps. Yes. The idea is you got 24 reps that had you tried to do them all at once, you couldn't have gotten. Yeah. So you're, it's a volume <clears throat> ram into a short period of time with a really good muscular failure on the end of it. Yep. It's essentially what it is. You're ramming volume into a time period. So it's like a math, it's like a math formula, but with, with obviously, a, a, a accumulated fatigue. Right. Right. Short rest periods. And then the other one that, um, I use that, that we've been using is four rounds of five. Yep. That's with, what I usually do with 15 to 20 seconds rest, depending on the movement. And I have done the four rounds of five where on my, Third round of five, I know I'm not getting five on the next one, but we're doing it anyways. Right. Or, or, <laughs> or what we'll do sometimes is if we realize we've misjudged a weight, we'll just do a quick little adjustment on the one, the last round. Like right. just pull like a 10 off each side or something. Right. Um, and then you just make note. But yeah, I really like them. They're good. And the reason I like them is because the weights aren't heavy. They're not rest pause. Rest pause is different. Right. So with four rounds of five, I uh, and when I say they're not heavy, obviously, yeah, they're heavy. People see Ian doing cluster sets with f- f- five plates on the hammer press and right. stuff. So yeah, yeah, they, they are heavy, but uh, relative for my joints, that I right. find them, I find them great to finish with. Actually, like, well, plus, well, I mean, you got to keep in mind the difference on a cluster set is your first five, you're stopping because you got to five. Yeah, yeah, on it's an easy five. On a rest pause, you don't stop until you fail on every attempt. Yeah. Three There's big really attempts. only one attempt on a cluster that you may the goal is to get to that final five reps and not be able to do a sixth yeah so the the perfect cluster set i find is on the third round i'm at a you know i'll pull a little a little lab term out the perceived rate of exertion your pre don't get in a fight like last time about the uh correct formula of this yeah yeah so the (laughs) perceived rate of exertion I've had some clusters where the the third set the third round is like an eight like I almost failed but then right. with that twenty second rest I'm able to get another four and then there's like a total fail you know right and you get that fifth rep of the spot or something so they're the, and those are the best sets because you're like fuck that was brutal that was a lot of work yeah you yeah know? actually I like those actually it's something different to toss in from time to time yeah you know? and we sort of use them a little later in the workout. I know you mm-hmm. can you can start with them like rest pauses too, um, mm-hmm. movements and stuff. So, yeah, they're fun. They're they're enjoyable. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, we actually do want to enjoy this shit. Yeah, I had a really nasty set of hack squats yesterday, Dusty. Um, it was one why of those. You, why didn't you share the the footage off of your camera? Yeah, I should. I should go get it today. Um, you it was uh, it was one of those sets where I had a lot of like stress over the weekend, you know. Right. And uh, and I had like a little bit of um, I don't know what's the word um, rage. Oh, nice. Just a, a rage. Just a, just a sprinkle. Sprinkle of rage um, that was you know contained inside me <laughs> that I've been keeping inside for days and days, just pushing it down. And uh, and I I just was able to just sort of 
exercise all my demons on my first main set of hack squats yesterday. <laughs> and uh, and even uh, even my training partner noticed. He's like, eh. You feel better? Yeah, you, <laughs> you got a little out there on that one, didn't you? You know? <laughs> I think I let out a, I let out like a, whoo, like on like rep eight, you know, like I was, it was, I was, yeah, just getting it all out. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And then uh, I was like emotionally empty for the rest of the workout. I was just like a robot just doing sets. I had no, no problems, nothing. <laughs> you cleared it. You emptied. That's cleared, perfect. completely cleared. Like a toilet, just like a airplane toilet. <laughs> empty. I like that you got specific so I could understand which one. And now I totally get that. Yeah. yeah and you know, they say you're supposed to do one thing every day that scares you a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's my favorite thing about, about training legs is, you know, legs still, I still get that one set every workout where I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. What am I made of? You know, do I, do I, do I, I, yeah. I get that when I go out in public and just see people <laughs> say, annoy the fuck. You know? <laughs> that's awesome oh man see this is you kill me that i have to request videos though like you, that's a set that has to go up i know i know i'll see if i can pull it off the cams the problem is that hack squat's kind of tucked in the corner it's not a yeah, real I, it's perfect for the it's perfect for the pendulum yes that camera yes i had a good question the other day how how long can you bulk for and oh I answered gosh. on the phone. I said, well, my first bulk was seven years long. <laughs> and I went from 137 to 265. I think, I mean, number one, the answer is yes to exactly what you said. But you know what the difference is? Is you actually were, I hate that word, but I'm going to say it just because it was used, bulking the whole time. You were focused. You yeah, were grinding and growing. What I hate that comes along with bulking, growing, whatever you want to call it, is people fall asleep at the wheel and they take weeks off at a time. They don't even realize they're taking and days off at a time. They don't realize they're taking like you need to have the same obsession with your off season and your bulking as you do your pre-contest. If you don't, you're not bodybuilding. Yeah. You're just not like when I decided, all right, I'm going to actually like film and document what I'm doing. I literally called my guy and said, when can you be here? Because that's what I'm actually starting. And it's going yeah. to be exactly what I'm doing. Because I want people to see, it's like, yeah, this is a fucking diet. Yeah, there yeah. won't be pops into Chipotle unless I'm eating an additional meal. Right. You know what I mean? Because I do think that, I know I was guilty of that for years when I was younger. Bulking meant eat like an asshole and kind of eat a lot, kind of, but maybe not. And think you were always eating a lot, but not really. Right. See, I, I had meals right from the beginning. Like yeah, you I were would a eat, machine. I mean, I was a kid though, so I was eating lots of junk. Yeah, but you but always I knew still, I got to eat. Yeah, and I had my shakes for my breaks at school. Like all through high school, I had structured meal plan. Like I would put yeah. my three meals for school and my pre-workout snack all in my bag. You know, like so even though I was eating like an asshole in a lot of ways as a teenager, you can get away with. I mean, I could eat fuck whatever you should, I wanted. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly, you know, so, but I still had all my meals, you know, I was mm -hmm. still thinking like a bodybuilder, I still ate before bed every single day, all through high school, all like was still, oh, I have my pre-bed meal, I gotta get my body nutrients to sleep, you know, like, yep. it wasn't just a bowl of cereal, it was like, I'd have a piece of steak and a bowl of cereal, 
You know what yeah. I mean? But I think that that's the other thing too, is even when you eat like an asshole, I tell my clients this all the time on their cheat meals. I'm like, listen, you can go eat a pizza, but do me a favor, slam a shake first. Yeah. 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 Like, I had it. You're going to eat all the less time. bullshit. Yeah. And you're going to make sure you, I don't want a complete nothing meal. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. You know, other than that, it's like, I used to look at the menu, like go places. I was like, okay, even to this day, I want a burrito. Well, how do I make sure there's enough protein in the burrito? All right, double down on this, do this. Do, okay, now it's a fucking bodybuilder burrito. Hey, there's lots of times when I was young where I'd have like 50 grams of whey and a Snickers bar. Yeah. And they'd be like, that's, oh, there's my meal. That's 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 a funny thing is, is also with a lot of the, the old school bodybuilders, they want to say they're against macros, but all did the same shit. Yeah, exactly. We're still. You do that all the time too. Yeah. I'm like, you. you get yeah. to, what the fuck are you talking about? You're eating macros every day, dumbass. Because remember, Dusty, <laughs> if you're hungry, you're shrinking. <laughs> that's, that's my argument with drinking all the time. My clients are like, I'm not thirsty. I'm like, good. Oh, hey. <laughs> so here, here's my little word of wisdom. I, I need to. You just reminded me of something about water. Nice. You get a lot of questions. How much water should I be drinking, right? Like, I only drink two out, two liters a day. Do you think there's a reason why my, my workouts aren't good? You know, all yes. this sort of stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Anytime you ask yourself a question and it starts with, I only drink two liters of water a day, do you? Yes. Only. There's my answer. <laughs> only. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you already just said you only drink two liters and now you're going to list a problem. I don't even need to hear the problem. Yeah. I already know that you know it's because you don't drink enough. Which is you crazy know? to me because it's not hard to do. So here's here's so I just I, I'm, I'm going to throw a fact out there for you because I know you like my random facts. I do. Do you know how much water it takes to grow one almond? I don't. I've never grown an almond. It takes a gallon of water to grow one almond. They're very, very inefficient crops. That's why they cost a lot. Because they have to be watered heavily. That Trader Joe's just fucking me. Okay, that's good. No, no. So I'm thinking, so I said this to a client the other day. He's telling me how he doesn't drink. I just don't drink. I don't think to drink. doesn't occur to me. I like, I'll realize I'm three meals deep and I've only had like three quarters of a liter. And, and I'm like, Jesus. So I said, an almond takes a gallon of water to grow. And you don't even think an almond, just think of how dry an almond is. Exactly. As you crunch no, into like, an almond. It has like no water in it, right? Like, I, what I wouldn't it? have known water had anything to do with an almond. <laughs> right. But it takes a liter of water to grow an almond. So a go think of yourself. Both. Yeah, a gallon. Sorry, a gallon. It takes a gallon of water to grow an almond. So just think of bodybuilders as like almonds. Like to grow that muscle, you have to flush an enormous amount of water through that system. For all of those cellular processes to occur, all that nutrient delivery and all that waste removal and all that cellular respiration and all of that filtration through the kidneys and management of electrolytes and just blah, blah, blah. Think of how much water it takes to grow a pound of muscle if it takes a gallon to grow an almond. And then also keep in mind how much of your muscle is water. Yeah, exactly. And you just, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, but that's over and above just maintaining your yeah, body yeah. composition. Yeah, that's that's just once you actually have it. Yeah. So so let's say let's say you need a gallon just to maintain your body composition for the day. Yeah. Now you're gonna try to grow muscle tissue and train on top of that. Are we looking at another gallon at least? So that's now we're why two I used to hate because people will say like, oh, you know, you shouldn't drink a bunch of water while you eat, and I actually understand. 
Uh, and I've had clients bring that to me and I'm like, well, here's the thing. If you don't drink it, then will you drink it? Yeah. Like it just becomes a water in the day. Yeah. Like, no, you game. won't. Just get it down. Like fuck I it. love washing my food down. I I, I don't care. What I drink so food. much. I drink so I, much when I eat. You know that. <laughs> I drink a liter with every meal. Yeah. I was the same at a restaurant. If my drink goes empty, I sit and wait. Yep. I don't even chew. I'm like, wait. I'm not eating anything else. I don't have any drink. And I understand that, well, food technically digests a little better if you don't drink a lot of water with it because I'm like, yeah, that's normal people. I'm busy. <laughs> I've got a bunch <laughs> of water to get in. I'm thirsty all the time. I love washing a meal down too. Like just yeah. get it, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's, yeah, when you're eating as much as you do in the off season, and I know the water fills your stomach, but sometimes I found it was chew, chew, rinse, because I didn't nice. want to like swallow the food. I just wanted to rinse it down my throat. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important. One. I'm glad you brought it up because that's a conversation I have all the time. Like I got to get the water up. I'm like, why is this? This takes no talent. Why is this not being done? Yeah, I've always just found drinking water easy. But I, you know what else? I was programmed. I grew up with a mother that was like, you need eight glasses a day. You know, like, make sure you drink. So, because she was into that shit. So I have to do uh, one or two more questions because I got to get to the gym. Yeah. But we need some solid ones. Okay, will you throw one at me? All right, I'm going to get you. I've got all sorts. I've got like a really crazy variety. I could do drugs all day, training all day. But you know you need to answer all of those on your page still, right? Yeah. That's the new rule. I answer all of these still. That's what I do. So they get it twice. Yeah. Okay. I go, yeah, I'll, I'll do all the ones we missed at least. Here, Here's one for you. Shoot. Can your, can your androgen receptors lose sensitivity over time? What do you believe about that? No is what I believe. <laughs> um, I understand and I do get the science of it and all those things and I get the point. But the bottom line is, is your your hormone levels and your androgens are there. It's, it's there. It's in your body. It's going to be used. I think what what bodybuilders notice more than anything is your levels of change. It doesn't feel like the first time. When I take a full cycle now, like biggest cycle of my life, I don't feel what I used to feel when I took one ampule of whatever when right. I first started. Because the change from my normal high testosterone levels at 25 to adding 200 of testosterone was fucking bananas. Right. Now I don't feel that stuff because I feel this way all the time. I don't feel any different when I'm on drugs or off either. So I don't know. Right. You know, but no, so, I don't I don't I don't feel I, a bunch with that. I, I saw a study that actually showed that using testosterone actually raised the sensitivity of your androgen receptors, which was interesting. So but either way, they don't dumb down like like people, you know, people think all things dumb receptors down equally, like clenbuterol, you know, tends to uh, within a shorter period of time, whereas ephedrine, that'll stimulate receptors equally for fucking months and months and months and months and months. That's what I've right. read. Yeah. No, so every so everyone thinks that that all these drugs, and yes, drugs do, but you have to remember, androgens are a little different than just drugs. They're hormones. Like you know what I mean? They're a little yeah. bit different. And um, I have read some stuff about uh, androgen receptors in the brain. That's why your first cycle is like, holy fuck. 
Right. You know, so but there's also a difference between how something like just because something doesn't feel the same doesn't mean the receptors aren't as strong. Right. You know, there's other things going on, too. But I don't think it's 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 um, I mean, that's why we used to cycle off was because we used to say, oh, you got to clean out your receptors. Yep. But I've never seen any real evidence that you have to do that now. Like, well, that's why now, I mean, if you get into the science of it, they'll tell you, well, unless you're planning on going off and staying off for a year, right. your body's not going to recover enough to make it worth what you did by coming off. Yes. So it's actually harder on your body when you abruptly bring it back to life and then drop it on its ass again than to just give it a nice, healthy run the whole time of 150, 200 milligrams. Right. You know, like that, that part is fact science. Um, but I really think a lot of you guys need to dumb down further, get a little bit out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, science is important. It is good to know facts, but also pay attention to what you feel. Um, you know, I think that there's so much desire to be right and questions and science has kind of killed things, you know, like, I always tell people the muscle that you feel when you're doing an exercise, that's the one you're working. Generally. Yeah. Like meaning don't like, for example, I had a guy ask me earlier, what, why am I feeling my lats on a press day? Cause you're using them. That's why. And guess what? It's oftentimes that'll happen because you're working around an injury. You may not even realize is there. I use my lats on shoulder presses because I can't move my left shoulder properly. So we're fixing my shoulder because we realized, oh, shit, my lats are doing a ton of the work. That's why guys are seeing me doing a bunch of laterals now. Just my like lats it's just, it's are because you're doing the exercise because it has to stabilize so much. So it's like, yeah, because I don't have a, I have no power in a certain range of motion in my shoulder. So my lats just do it because I'm because I'm a meathead and refuse to not do the movement. So my body goes, well, I can do it. I'm just not going to do it the way I'm supposed to. Right. You see what I'm saying? But that's why you go, oh, I can feel that. Well, that's because they're working. (laughs) You know, it it is that simple if you break it down there. And I'm one that doesn't really care why. I'm like, okay, well, then how do we fix it? Okay. All right. We got time for one more. One One more more from you. Yes. Let's see here. Uh, All right. I like this one. So we're going to go with it. Basic, easy. I can only afford GH half of the year. Do I use it pre-contest or off-season? Pre-contest only if you have any financial issues at all. Yep. No question. Yeah, don't waste any money on it off-season if you can't, like, afford to. Also, my advice to every bodybuilder out there is is, uh, make sure you're not spending all your money on gear and not investing and not doing something with your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so lucky I got talked into doing some stuff when I was young with it. Just a couple hundred bucks a month. Yep. And fuck, is it, am I ever glad I did that now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the simple stuff. Plus, you know, bodybuilding is an expensive luxury. Yes. So don't treat body, like all of these aspects like growth hormone like they're a bill because they're not. Or luxury. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's key. And I get it if you're going all in on bodybuilding. But then, I, you know, I have people ask me all the time, what's a good job? To you? I'm like one that makes you a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, here's another thing. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I pretty much got to 300 pounds on pretty much like 
Sustanon. Yeah. Like I, I did not use a lot of anabolics. Like I was all the way to national level. I would just dabble with anabolics during my preps and they would be such a small portion of my doses. I, I just test was the cheapest test worked great. I would do nothing but test off season. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I was like 23 and I won the Albertas with nothing but testosterone essentially. And I think I used a handful of halo, like literally in like I dumped some in my hand and said, here's some halo. Yeah, like I put them in at the end, you know, and I, I, you know, my first few nationals, I think I had like test and then like 50 tabs of Winnie or something like almost all my gains, like all my size and getting to 300 and getting my arms to 20 the first time and all that stuff was just testosterone. I mean, yeah, there were anabolics in there. Of course, I got used what I could get my hands on if it looked really good. But I was also very broke. I didn't have right. a lot of money and I had to pay bills and I had to, you know, be smart and, you know, not be broke and pay rent and buy all my own food. And so, yeah, it was like, hey, and whenever the whenever the dealer came to town with his gym bag, it was like, what's the best what's the best test you got? And he'd be like, I got some Russian sauce and I just buy fucking 100 of those. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> so that was how it used to be, man. But yeah, people spend way too much money on expensive extras. Yeah. Well, it's not a necessity at all. I mean. I, I could say that since I competed, uh, I haven't done growth. I haven't competed right. in years. Yeah, and no yeah. one no one looking at me would know that. Last time I used growth was when I dumped a bunch into my system when I tore my quad and had my surgery. Yeah. And see, so yeah. for me, it was just, it came the exact same way. Why? Yeah. I, I can afford it, but why? Like, eh, I don't need it. You know, so that's that. I mean, you know, and yeah. I, I think it when I compete again, I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, man, good. That was a, I still have a shit ton of questions. So I might, might even use some for next uh, filler. If uh, now that we have Jose, we'll get him in on some of these too. Jose's going to be good. Remember, uh, remember Jose's coming up next week. So get your questions ready. We will throw up some posts and you can hammer us. But yes. to get a goofy picture of Jose to use. We have hundreds. Okay. <laughs> so him with a shot of tequila completely unshaven that's what i want to use for the questions <laughs> there you go i could probably come up with that i mean we've got some got some odd shots out there we can definitely use <laughs> first time i met him that was how he was he had a white tank top unshaven looked like he hadn't shaved his chest arms and shoulders in like six months holding a shot of tequila that's how i met him he's like hey <laughs> uh, good then, shit man yeah he stood up on a chair it was funny <laughs> gotta talk to ron he sends him on a chair Okay. okay i'll see you next week dusty remember everybody like share subscribe comment ring the bell and uh we appreciate you guys jose raymond next week remember everybody it's just bodybuilding 